Um, this is a blessed book. This book was written a long time ago by Pastor Daniel Robertson Jr. Now he is a bishop. He probably done been elevated since then, but this is his book dealing with plugged in, plug in the key to building and maintaining a successful ministry. Awesome, awesome, awesome book. A really long time ago. But it's awesome. He's the senior pastor of Mount Gilead Full Gospel International Ministries in Richmond, Virginia. Yeah. Awesome, awesome book. Awesome book. Yes, awesome book. Amen. Yes. So, I wanted to look at this book again. Yeah, look at this book again. It's time for us to plug back in. Chapter 1 is dealing with divine connection. Um, nothing new under the sun. From Ecclesiastes chapter 1 verse 9. It says, The thing that has been, it is that which shall be. And that which is done, is that which shall be done. And there is no new thing under the sun. Ecclesiastes chapter 1 verse 9 says, What would you do if you were suddenly disconnected from God? How would you respond if right now you were detached from his presence, his anointing, his joy, his peace, or his blessings? This question may seem strange to some and even stranger to others, but God has given each of us certain key principles whereby we can either receive much or receive little. Through divine revelation, I will show you how to receive much from God through the principle of divine connection. So he's talking about divine connection. It says, in the beginning, God created the heaven and the earth, and the earth was without form and void, and darkness was upon the face of the deep. The Bible goes on to say, and the Spirit of God moved upon the face of the waters. Genesis 1, 1 and 2. Here we see the very first demonstration of the anointing or power of God. For it was by this same anointing that all things were created that are in heaven and that are in the earth visible and invisible according to Colossians chapter 1 verse 16. Subsequent to this great manifestation of God's power, God said, let us make man in our image after our likeness in Genesis chapter 1 verse 26. God was preparing for himself a vessel, Adam, through which his power could operate. We see an outward sign of an inward working of God's power. By way of what we can call Adam's first job in the garden. When God brought all the beasts of the field and every fowl of the air unto Adam to name, this was an unmistakable demonstration of the power of God operating in Adam. Think about it. Adam was just created. How could he have possibly known how to even articulate the names of every living creature. Had it not been for God's anointing, 
It had to be God's power working in him before the names could come out of him. How else would he be able to give names to the hippopotamus, the elephant, the giraffe, the dinosaur, or to all the living creatures he named? It says Ephesians chapter 3 verse 20 says, Let, lets us know that just as God's power was in Adam, his power also worketh in us. All God needs is a vessel. And that's what it says. All God needs. Needs is a vessel. And God wants to use us. His power also worketh in us. And since there is no new thing under the sun as it was with Adam, so it is with us. God knew that his purpose could not be fulfilled in the earth unless he chose and anointed one of his servants to do his work. Let me read that again. God knew that his purpose could not be fulfilled in the earth unless he, who is God, chose and anointed one of his God's servants to do his God's work. All of the anointing that God has for us is waiting to be imparted. We must learn how to tap in to that anointing so we can receive our blessings. God's desire to bless us, coupled with his great compassion, moves him to establish a divine principle that will enable us to receive all of the blessings he has laid up for us. This principle, which I call divine connection, brings blessings into our lives. The blessings start to flow when we stay closely connected to the anointing that God has placed in the earth through his chosen servants, such as pastors. Let me read that again. This principle, which I call divine connection, brings blessings into our lives. The blessings start to flow when we stay closely connected to, to the anointing that God has placed in the earth through his chosen servants, such as pastors. Amen. God has set up an order by which the anointing shall flow. Notice I did not say with flow, but shall flow. God has set up an order by which the anointing shall flow. The anointing shall flow. Not with flow, but shall flow. Let's take a look at the Old Testament account of Elijah and Elisha in which Elisha was determined to receive a double portion of Elijah's spirit or anointing. Although the sons of the prophets tried to discourage Elisha from following Elijah, Elisha refused to listen to them. He was determined to stay with Elijah. In fact, he followed Elijah everywhere he went, even after Elijah told him four separate times not to follow him. 
Why was Elisha following Elijah? Second Kings chapter two verse nine explains Elisha's persistence. And number nine says, And it came to pass when they were going over, when they were gone over, that Elisha said unto Elisha, Ask what I shall do for thee before I be taken away from thee. And Elisha said, I pray thee, let a double portion of thy spirit be upon me. Elisha wanted, Elisha wanted, yearned for, and wholeheartedly sought after Elijah's anointing. Elisha recognized that Elijah had what he wanted. And he knew that he had to go directly to him in order to get it. Notice that Elisha did not attempt to go to God for this anointing, but instead he went directly to the one on whom the anointing rested. Amen. I got to read that again. Elisha wanted, yearned for, and wholeheartedly sought after Elijah's anointing. Elisha recognized that Elijah had what he wanted. And he knew that he had to go directly to him in order to get it. Notice that Elisha did not attempt to go to God for this anointing, but instead he went directly to the one on whom the anointing rested. Also notice that Elisha asked for a double portion of Elijah's spirit not God's spirit. Why didn't he ask God for a double portion of his spirit? Because Elisha realized that the anointing was already in the earth, housed in God's servant Elisha. He also realized the anointing could be transferred, and in order for him to receive it, he had to connect to someone who had it, someone higher than himself. The same principle applies to us today if we want to go higher in God. Our first steps are to, number one, connect to someone who has God's anointing, and number two, submit ourselves to the authority God has given them. Amen. Let me read that again. Also notice that Elisha asked for a double portion of Elijah's spirit, not God's spirit. Why didn't he ask God for a double portion of the spirit? Because Elisha realized that the anointing was already in the earth, housed in God's servant, Elijah. He also realized the anointing could be transferred. And in order for him to receive it, he had to connect to someone who had it, someone higher than himself. The same principle applies to us today if we want to go higher in God. Our first steps are to, number one, connect to someone who has God's anointing. And number two, 
submit ourselves to the authority God has given them. Amen. Unless we take these two steps, we will be unable to fully receive all of the blessings that God has for us. The anointing is only transferred when we connect and submit. Unless we take these two steps, we will be unable to fully receive all of the blessings that God has for us. The anointing is only transferred when we connect and submit. Got it? The anointing is only transferred when we connect and submit. Connect and submit. That is the key words. Connect and submit. Connect and submit. Connect to someone who has God's anointing. Amen. Elisha submitted himself to Elisha. Not only did he want a double portion of Elijah's anointing, but he also had a right to it because he served Elijah. Anything Elijah needed, Elisha was there to provide it. Even in the midst of obstacles, Elisha followed the man of God everywhere he went. Even when Elijah bid him not to do so, Elisha understood that divine connection meant. Number one, you got to be present. Being present. Number two is being submissive. Number three is being available. And number four is being a servant of the man of God. Amen. Let's do that again. Elisha submitted himself to Elijah. Not only did he want a double portion of Elijah's anointing, but he also had a right to it because he served Elijah. Anything Elijah needed, Elisha was there to provide it. Even in the midst of obstacles, Elisha followed the man of God everywhere he went, even when Elijah bid him not to do so. Elisha understood that divine connection meant, number one, you got to be present. Number two, you got to be submissive. Number three, you have to be available. And number four, being a servant to the man of God, man or woman of God. The anointing, however, was not transferable from a distance. Elisha had to be close enough to connect, connect, submit, and receive it. The anointing, however, was not transferable from a distance. Elisha had to be close enough to connect, submit, and receive it. When we connect ourselves to the anointing, that God has imparted into his chosen servants, we allow the same anointing to be imparted into us. Through our connection, we can receive the same blessings that the holy man of God receives. Ask yourself these questions. Who has God placed in your life for you to submit to? Have you really submitted? 
have you connected? Are the blessings of God flowing to you through God's service? If you don't know the answers to these four questions, or if your response to either of them is no, then you are reading the right book. It is through divine connection that the entire church, the body of Christ, becomes blessed. Amen. It is through divine connection that the entire church, the body of Christ, becomes blessed. It is a setup that has existed from the beginning of time. There truly is no new thing under the sun. Another example of divine connection is found in Numbers chapter 27. In this chapter, Moses is preparing to die. Prior to his death, God gives him specific instructions on imparting the anointing to Joshua, his chosen successor. Numbers 27, 18 and 20 states, um, 18 says, And the Lord said unto Moses, Take thee Joshua, the son of Nun, a man in whom is the spirit and lay thy hand upon him and 20 says and thou shalt put some of thy honor upon him that all the congregation of the children of israel may be obedient joshua first had to be connected to the right leader in order for joshua to go forth in his new calling and be an effective leader he needed the same anointing anointing that rested on moses once again, God used the principle of divine connection to impart the anointing Joshua needed. God did not anoint Joshua himself, but instead instructed Moses to impart his honor upon Joshua. Howbeit, Joshua first had to be connected to the right leader in order to receive what God had for him. The scripture says, speaking of Joshua, the man in whom is the spirit. This lets us know that Joshua already already an anointed man of God. Joshua had already received all that he would from God. He was already the best servant and military lieutenant that he would ever be. Why? Because... <coughs> the impartation that will bring him to his next level had not yet taken place. The next and most crucial step was for Joshua to receive what was on Moses' life, his anointing. It was only by the impartation of Moses' anointing in Joshua's life that Joshua would be able to ascend to his next level. I stress to you again, there is no new thing under the sun. Right this very moment, you have everything that you will ever receive from God until you allow what God had for you to be imparted into your life. You may be anointed to sing, preach, dance, write, or even teach, but that may be under the old Joshua anointing. God wants you to have your Moses anointing through the holy man or woman of God. This appointed anointing is only transferred through divine connection. Have you received your Moses anointing yet? 
no matter what we are expecting to receive from God. He has already set bounds for us, be they geographical, geographical bounds, financial bounds, or even spiritual bounds. In First Chronicles chapter 4, verse 10, Jabez prays, enlarge my coast. Many of us are praying the same prayer today, but God's hands are tied until we understand and apply the principles of divine connection. God will not circumvent his own laws or establish principles. You see, Joshua's boundaries were already exhausted. He didn't have anywhere else to go, no new prayers to pray, and no new battle plans to conjure up. Conjure up. He didn't even have a new song to sing without the impartation. His limitations were met. His cup was full, his potential had been realized, and his skill level was saturated. Joshua was at 100% potential when God spoke to Moses to impart his honor upon him. God took Joshua's 100% potential and added Moses' 100% ability to it so Joshua could finish the job that Moses began. At the point of impartation, Joshua's potential became realized when he connected to Moses by the laying on of hands. Remember, Acts chapter 17, verse 26, God determined the times before appointed. He knows that you can't go to your next level or experience your next victory until you connect with your appointed servant. Do you realize that God cannot trust someone who cannot submit with something as precious and as valuable as his anointing? We must trust that God has set the members everywhere of them in the body as it has pleased him. 1 Corinthians 12, 18, even our holy man or holy woman of God. It says, do you realize that God cannot trust someone who cannot submit with something as precious and as valuable as his anointing. That's it. Do you realize that God cannot trust someone who cannot submit? Amen. Amen, 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 amen. Amen, 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 amen. That's good stuff. That's good stuff. Thank you, Lord. It says, let's take a closer look at the impact that divine connection had on Elisha's and Joshua's ministry. Elisha's ministry before and after his connection to Elijah. Before ministry, before the connection, says plowing, plowing in the field behind yoked oxen, served the man of God, Elijah, for approximately six years says ministry as a result of being connected to God's chosen vessel. Okay, now Elisha then says the Jordan River parted. Spring of Jericho was made pure. Widow's oil kept flowing. Dead body raised to life. Poison and stem removed. Prophet's food multiplied. Name and healed of leprosy. Acts head loaded. Amen. And now it's talking about Joshua's ministry before and after his connection to Moses. Before his connection, it says ministry before the connection. 
Moses trusted servant, military lieutenant. Then it says, ministry as a result of being connected to God's chosen vessel. Led Israel in the con conquest of Canaan, joined rivers parted, used to bring judgment against Achan and destroy A. Walls of Jericho collapsed, halting of the sun and moon, per persuades the people to covenant themselves again to God. If you are wondering why you can't get to the next level, or why you've been majoring in anointing one-on-one -on -one for the past five years, perhaps you need to grasp hold of this key principle of divine connection. God is waiting for you to submit and connect. God is waiting for you to submit and connect so that you can experience a greater flow of anointing and blessing in your life. Will you connect today? Amen. Yes, Lord. That's wonderful. Wonderful. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. I read up to page 17. Amen, 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 amen. 